The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. This is the Spend Doctrines Podcast, the podcast about propaganda and the people who peddle it. I'm Travis Reyes. I'm Kenny Van. And I'm Hologramador <laughs> right. Salazar. Well, we already know what that is because this is take two of the podcast, but uh, yep. explain for the audience <laughs> who wasn't here for the first time what that <laughs> means, <laughs> that weird thing you just said. Uh, Kanye West uh, gave Kim Kardashian her dead dad as a hologram for her birthday. Yep, who was also O.J. Simpson's lawyer. Yep. I hope that's how Kanye introduces <laughs> it, too. He's like, look, I got you this hologram of one of O.J.'s lawyers. You, that's my dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm Kanye, and I support this message. <laughs> What did you say? You hope it's a campaign. Just him learning shit. <laughs> what did you say? You hope it's a campaign violation, and he has to like withdraw. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's. Did, did you see that thing where he on. tweeted out like the weird like I don't know what state it was like South Carolina, like this poll he like tweeted it out that had him getting like ninety percent of the vote. <laughs> and people were like, oh, that's fake, Kanye. <laughs> it was like some poll, and it was like Kanye, 90%, Joe Jorgensen, 8%, Joe Biden, 2%, Trump, 1%. And Kanye tweeted it out with like the eyeball emojis, like the like look over there emojis. And people were like, this isn't real, Kanye. And he like kept it up for a long time. Nice. That, that, that would rule. What if on Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever the fuck the election is, like the, the results start coming in and it's like Kanye's winning states by 90%. Or just like, what I the mean, fuck's happening? It's like. I'd honestly, I'd probably be pretty fucking stoked. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Very. That would be very confusing. Just because. I don't know. Some people are saying that basically the initial results coming in that night are going to look different than yeah. like it's going to be like a week count <laughs> essentially. And Trump watch right? like right at midnight. It's going to be like I won the election like a dummy because he yeah, does dummy which is, stuff. It, it's usually like that. It usually takes at least like a week or two to count the actual vote, but like you can tell based on in a typical election, you can tell based on like what's coming in. The news can like pretty confidently declare winner but now it's gonna look like trump is running away with it on election night more 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 than likely it's gonna look like he's running away with it 
And then Biden's going to go, not so fast, Jack, and catch him. <laughs> and Joe Biden will, like, concede at, like, 9.30. Like, oh, I'm shit. done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joe, we have one state in. I quit. Ah, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. But I quit, though. <laughs> it's a state you won, though. Ah, I, don't, I don't want it. I don't want that. No. <laughs> oh, um, man. Joe. I mean, who knows? I hope. Hopefully those like Omaha voters that died in the snow. Trump just That's going to be the difference in this hopefully, campaign. Hopefully they don't live and they don't vote. Can we? Yeah, let's think about that. What do you think? <laughs> just, uh, for I guess we should like say so. Trump held a rally. I guess and flew like in airport. on like an airstrip. Yeah, and I, then like left, and all these people were like. Miles out of the way in the freezing cold. Wait, where was it? Was it Iowa or was it? They had to walk like three miles to the bus stop. No, but where it was, was it? Was Nebraska. It Nebraska. I don't. Oh, I don't know why I thought Iowa. Yeah, they had to like walk three miles back to their car, right? Yeah, and then some of them had to be hospitalized because they yeah. were like literally eighty years old in freezing I follow, temperatures. I follow the uh, Omaha police dispatch on Twitter that that night when that happened. When I heard that happened. <laughs> Like every every like ten to fifteen minutes, it was like there's an old lady. She's frozen stiff out here. She doesn't know where she's at. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's like the, yeah, this person fell down. They can't feel their toes anymore. <laughs> well, like, those are, those are his like supporters, say- and then oh god. <laughs> oh. Sorry, you think that changed? Oh, sorry. No, 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 sorry. I think it's lagging, so go. <laughs> do you think that changed? I, 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 I don't think it did, but do you think, like, if any of those people didn't vote, they were like, hey, I got ditched in a field by the president. <laughs> well, apparently, I, I, didn't, didn't vote for him. I didn't watch any of the speech, but apparently the whole time he's like, I don't fucking want to be here, which he's done in, like, his past five stops, where he's just like, look, I don't want to fucking be in shitty Pennsylvania. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just said that tra- Erie, he was yeah, he just trashes the place he's in, which kind of rules. He's like, look, vote, man. I don't want to come to your fucking shithole state ever again. Yeah, he like literally just asks people to love him. Like, remember, he was just like, suburban women, love, love me, me yeah. please. Like, and then he leaves them to die at a cornfield or something. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think their thoughts were? Is they like pulled up in the plane and then like took off? You think they're like, oh, he's, he's doing like a Blue Angels thing? Or he's doing nice? <laughs> what if he didn't get out of the plane? What if he just waved like he did in the hospital? Like he was just like. He <laughs> <laughs> just did a flyover, though. Like, they just brought, they just brought the plane really low and it like crashed into buildings and <laughs> destroyed their cars. He's, like, and... he's just like circling all around the crowd. They're they're all freezing. He's just like just <laughs> waving at them the whole time. <laughs> they get it. They get it. I'm not going to. They get it. Well, so I heard that, like, essentially they were bused to that airstrip, right? And then the buses left. And and so they were just, all these people were just, like, stranded. Yeah. I I mean, I couldn't (laughs) ask for, like, a more perfect, like, picture-perfect moment, like, to find (laughs) his presidency. Those are are his supporters. And he's like, meh. Yeah, he literally just says that he fucking hates the people that adore him. And, like, 
It doesn't matter. Like they love him. They they died for him last night. Yeah, he's he's literally he's so disgusted by the people that support him. It's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if one of you guys said this already, but it's like it's very funny that these people are like. Um, yeah, he understands like the working class. He understands what's like to be poor. And Donald Trump's like, I probably got COVID from kissing all the troops on the mouth. They'll just come <laughs> up and kiss me because they love me so much. And I'm like, you're dirty. Get away from me. And like he gets it. <laughs> he loves us. <laughs> but he literally only expresses like contempt for them. I get yeah. that it's that like fascist wannabe like uh, sign of strength, but. I, I don't see that from him. Like, I don't see him admitting that straight. Like, it'd be different if he was, like, I don't know, at least dressed sharply. Like, he found a suit that <laughs> he always looks like from. How does he not have a tailor? Like, he's got, like, a fucking water balloon in his ass or something. <laughs> How does he not have a tailor? He looks like a good Donkey Kong boss. Like, it's just fucking... <laughs> Uh, did you see Michael Moore tweeted out someone's, like, comedy sketch about the fucking... <laughs> they did, like, one of those, like, front-facing videos of them being, like, someone... Uh, stranded. Le- stranded at the in Nebraska. And Michael Moore tweeted it. And he was like, this is disgusting. Look at the- Look how these people are obsessed with Trump. And then people bullied Michael Moore. Including that lady who, like, lip-syncs the Donald Trump TikToks. She was like, you're stupid, they, Michael Moore. And then everyone's like, your comedy special sucks shit. Not everyone. I was like that. No, I not, no. Why would I watch it's that? On my, it's on my to watch list, but... Are you going to watch it? Oh, yeah, probably. What's you her know? name? Is it Christiella? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, Fighter and the Kid. I can't think of his name. I ruined the joke. Oh, Brian Callen. Yeah, I, Brian Callen, sure. Anyway. <laughs> One of the reviews I saw for that lady's Netflix special was like, yeah, you won't laugh. You won't laugh at it. And it's like not enjoyable to watch. Then it ended up giving it a B plus. It was like, you're not going to enjoy this. You're not going to laugh. But like, it's fine, I guess. I mean, it's it's... You know, the pandemic, everyone's grading on a curve. Like, at this point, everyone's seen, like, the same movies over curve. And, like, That's more than a curve. I'd be like, yay, yeah, hated this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, some numb-ass reviewer who, you know, they're just like, this is all we have left. I think it might have been some person, a numb-ass person, because they were like, yeah, it's weird and not good, like that Tim and Eric show. And I'm like, this thing is not like Tim and Eric. <laughs> that would be the most amazing like turn if the lip syncing Trump TikTok lady was like, guess what? I'm Tim and Eric's awesome show. And you're like, whoa. Alright. <laughs> yeah, so Michael Moore got bamboozled. Uh didn't a bunch of like libs get tricked by that Borat thing? Like on Sunday? Well, Wasn't Borat on Twitter thing. there was like a bunch of people were a bunch of like libs were t- tweeting out when Borat wore like the clan outfit to the RNC and they were like it's despicable what they let happen and people were like this is from Borat too. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's getting tricked all the time by everything. Republicans are being tricked by emails. 
Hunter yeah, thing. Uh, it, it's weird that Borat is even able to still Borat around the U.S., but... <laughs> well, now they're all just, like, defending um, Giuliani. All these right-wing people are like, look, that's how everyone takes off their microphone. And then even say, Joe Rogan. Yeah, even Joe Rogan, who... I don't know. <laughs> had Alex Jones on, and that episode fried my brain. I listened to all three hours of it. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, like, doing other stuff. I wasn't just, like, sit, sitting and listening to it, but... I, I I lost it when you sent us that clip that was, like... Uh, they're, like... Where Joe Rogan's like, where are your sources? And he goes, who sent this? And he goes, fucking Bill Maher. Bill Maher said it. <laughs> There's another point where he says some crazy shit about clean coal, and he was like, no, this is how you make clean coal. You like fucking scrub it with a brush, and you clean the coal. And they're like, would you? What's who's your source on that? And he goes, ah, some Chinese lady that I know. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> oh yeah, he he was a. Uh... I saw a video of like Joe Rogan talking to Alex Jones about uh, climate change and was actually like pushing back on some of Alex Jones's like Alex, insanity. But he dead like, ass asked Alex, he's like, hey, man, are you like a climate denier? And he goes, well, what do you mean by denial? And it's like, yeah, you are. You're also a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're on the show or any show. <laughs> Honestly, I know a lot of people are complaining. Because that whole show's on YouTube. And people are like, I thought he was banned. How can you platform him? But it's like, I don't see the harm in platforming Alex because he's so stupid. Let that guy have a YouTube channel. Out. Nah. I think he's <laughs> no, I, I think like, like after you're like, uh, he did that Sandy Hook and like pushed Pizzagate and all that fucking shit. Like, yeah. It's like fans are like gone out and like, of course, the same can be said for people like Ben Shapiro too. There was that like one shooter that was like, oh, I'm doing this for Ben Shapiro or that there was another shooter that was like, I'm doing this for Candace Owens, which is <laughs> weird. <laughs> I, yeah, I think know. it was the El Paso shooter who uh, referenced or I guess would watch a lot of Ben Shapiro stuff or something. I don't Yeah. I don't know. I just uh, think with how crazy Alex has gotten, that him like not being banned and you not have to look him out would like hurt him. Because he's so fucking crazy. He's like he kept he was talking about like uh, the Bohemian Grove, and he was like he just kept reiterating like how all the dudes there wanted to fuck him, like over and over again. He's like, yeah, all these like hot dudes wanted to fuck me, and it's like. <laughs> Dude, let that guy, let him fucking, let him fucking have his, like, let him have his channel. We just talk about gay frogs, and, because he's so crazy. The Sandy Hook thing, he was still an anti-government, like, he had, like, his, like, weird militia guys. Now I don't think he has anyone, honestly. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think uh, deplatforming him was pretty effective because he's pretty. Chairman, want to thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yeah. Whoa. When you yeah, deplatforming him was the best thing or the worst thing I think they could have done, honestly. Because it gives him this era of like, I'm so dangerous, they want me off the internet. But when his clips were on like YouTube, it was like mostly people making fun of him. 
Now his wackos have to like it's like the Howard Stern thing, where all his like weird pervert fans have to buy a satellite radio to listen to him. <laughs> like it just makes your fan base be like, I have to pay for this subscription. I have to like seek you out. That's true. Yeah. Just having him like on YouTube, where everybody's like, look at this guy talking about how frogs are gay and like how he's gonna get butt fucked by Nixon or some crazy shit. Like, check this out. <laughs> then your guy looks like way crazier. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think though, like, I don't know, YouTube is gonna do whatever the fuck they yeah. want to do as far as. Like who they boost or who they don't boost or well, who they can remove or won't remove. I think like Alex would have like a big following, like kind of like Tim Pool has, but not uh, like a like huge influence. Because I don't think Tim Pool has like a big influence. I think it's because he's getting owned all the time online. Like he has millions of followers, but I don't like. I see all his followers when they defend him. I was immediately owned by the shit that Tim says. Like, they're, like, trying to defend Tim for being smart. Someone will just post, like, a YouTube clip of him, like, stuttering about what, like, race science is and why it's good. Like, he'll just confuse himself. And I think that's what happened with um, Rogan. Not Rogan, with Alex Jones. His defenders would be like, yeah, but like he was right about the frogs being gay. And then they'd post a video of him screaming about the devil sucking his dick. And people just <laughs> ratio the guy who posted the. I think that's what happens with a lot of Tim Pool people. When they try to talk to normal humans on the internet, they just get like ratioed. What the hell's happening? The sound's cutting out. My sound is? What is going on? Yeah, your sound oh, is shit. cutting out a little bit. Is it good now? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds better now. Sorry, I have the mic up my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't notice that because we're on video. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mine's just like a loop of, uh, yeah. Mine's just like a video. Mine's just the background. It's just... So uh, there was one news event I saw that the Republicans are threatening to like open up like I guess they're threatening Google and tech giants with trust busting. Oh yeah. And I was like, why the fuck are they doing that? And then I realized they were the reasons I could find were they're fucking censoring conservative voices. So yeah. I think they're like it's trying to New scare York tech companies. Po- it's that New York Post article. They're like upset oh, with, that they couldn't uh, share yeah. that like weird thing that no one gives a shit about. Yeah, but, like, what's crazy about that argument with them is that, like, I don't know, on Facebook, a lot of, I mean, Ben Shapiro had the biggest show back in July, or, like, the most clicks, you know, from uh, Facebook, and I think there was something like, or claim that I heard about, where basically Mother Jones was saying that they... Uh, that I guess uh, Facebook just basically like put the clamp on like their shit being shared as much, so they actually lost out on money. So they are influencing like weird, like media and like, but it's like entirely right wing. So like when Republicans like Ted Cruz are up there like 
talking shit about like social networking companies like it's just because he gets owned on the internet it's not <laughs> <They're babies. laughs> all like their testimonies yeah. i don't remember who it was but one of like the republicans i wish i knew who it was one of like the uh she's a, she's like a female senator from some state is just like ask the ceo of google they're like yeah does this guy still work for you this like coder or some like fucking you know some menial like google job and he's like i don't know and she goes oh well he said some really mean things to me online and i don't know <laughs> i just don't think those people should have jobs it's like this has nothing to do with anything you're a public figure yeah like the people, that's why oh sorry go ahead the, sorry the people that get mad about like getting owned on twitter are the people that like the day of lockdown like the first day it started we're like Open up the restaurants because they like eating at restaurants because, like, their waiter, like, has to be nice to them to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they can be like, Trump's the best. Trump's God. And if you're a waiter, you have to be like, very cool. Here's your steak because you want to get tipped. Like, if, but, but on Twitter, if you go, Trump is God, then someone will be like, fuck you, bitch. And then you're just like... I just picture in some guys like, uh, my wife and my kids don't fucking respect me, but you, fucking my waiter at Applebee's, you get it. You agree with everything, every one of my hot takes. And he's like, sure, gives him the steak, and he gets on Twitter, and just a bunch of people calling him an idiot. Goes, this <laughs> is censorship of my ideas. That's get all me a this. Blue and onion, like that's that's Outback. That's not even Applebee's. Ah, fucking make it. Also, like all these people too, when they're like questioning these like tech ceos they're like how come my tweets don't get more likes than justin bieber's yeah. <laughs> and they're just like i don't know and he goes ah well stop censoring me it's like you're ted cruz though it was crazy i was watching one of the like the hearings that they held like uh, i think it was like a few months ago but like i don't remember the senator or congressperson's name but uh, she asked, like, a serious question to, like, a person at Amazon. And she was like, so you – so Amazon will, like, allow independent sellers to, like, sell stuff. But she was, like, listing a, this company that made diapers. And I was like – and then Amazon was selling these, di these exact same diapers at a loss for months until that company went under. And then after they went under, they immediately jacked up their prices. And, like, Amazon was doing that, obviously, with pandemic stuff, with, like, hand sanitizer and uh, face masks and stuff. Like, they were uh, price gouging the shit out of people during the pandemic. And so she was asking about that. And then it just switched to some Republican senator. And he was like, how come my fucking grandson won't <laughs> respond to my chain emails? And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, all the things are just, like, it's so funny that, like, it's not funny, it's fucked up that they still haven't done a stimulus plan, but then they're holding hearings with, like, Jack Dorsey to be like, how come I got called gay on Twitter all the time? And he's like, I don't, are you posting gay stuff? And he's like, I'm just talking about how I want Trump to lick my toes. And they're like, stop doing that. And they're like, that's censoring my ideas. Yeah, They're just wasting they everyone's time to just be like. Why am I not a TikTok viral star? <laughs> they did a, um, that's crazy. Uh, some, they were talking about the stimulus checks recently, and somebody, I forgot who it was, said, though, like, if you came out of, co out of a coma 
and you're like heard them talking about a pandemic and a twelve hundred dollars stimulus. You'd be like, wow, like people are getting twelve hundred dollars a month. <laughs> nope, we got a twelve hundred dollar check in my April. <laughs> and then Not even everybody, and then that was it. You're like, no, no, <laughs> fucking take you over on your own, fucking losers. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool that instead of you know trying to help us, they're screaming it. The fucking CEO of Twitter and Google about like why they can't Google naked anime boobs at work. <laughs> My computer right, won't let me do it. I don't know how do I get past a firewall. <laughs> <laughs> so I can Google naked anime boobs in the White House. <laughs> Wait, is that Trump? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they put a parental lock on his computer. <laughs> he, he probably is like weird Melania anime like porn just like emailed to him. He watches his wife as an anime character. Yeah, he watches Melania like emailed to him. It's like not even like a like a stream or anything. Like he's just like getting straight up JPEGs and shit. Oh, fuck that! It's faxed. He gets a fax machine <laughs> pictures of anime Melania like having sex with an octopus or something. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> hey, Baron, look at this picture I printed up of your mom getting fucked by Cthulhu on the, the work computer. <laughs> Isn't it cool? I'm going to frame it. I'm going to put it above your bed. I'm Donald Trump. <laughs> it's, it's, a work, it's a work computer. <laughs> yeah, and then Mike Pence was like, I'm putting a parental lock on here, so you can only Google the Bible from now on. <laughs> <laughs> like Google, uh, Melania, sex with squid. Did you, you mean, mean uh, the Bible? Not <laughs> <Yeah>, shit. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, Mike Pence, uh, a bunch of his staff like tested positive for COVID. So yeah, he, he will not because he was uh, vaccinated earlier. <laughs> Remember, he was walking around that hospital that was like full of COVID patients without a mask. <laughs> he was like sneezing at them and killing the troops. <laughs> <laughs> he kept offering him a mask. He's like, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> he didn't get it done. He's, yeah, he's immune. He really is immune. I think that's my conspiracy theory. My Through his faith in God, he's the second coming of Jesus Christ. Ted Cruz's dad actually believes he's the second coming <laughs> of Christ. Wait, who? Ted Cruz's dad. He's like a weird. You think Mike Pence is the second coming? No, he thinks his son is. He's like God Whoa. wants. He's like God wants my son Ted Cruz to be president. Everyone's like, Ooh. everyone's like God's wrong. Weird. Imagine how fucking bummer that would be if you were like a Christian and Ted Cruz was like, "I have definitive proof. I am Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am. I am literally Christ." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did you see that clip? If not, I have it pulled up. We can play it of Tucker Carlson going like, "Yeah, we had these all these documents on Hunter Biden that would totally prove he's a criminal." But like, oops, we don't know where they are now. They're lost. <laughs> have you seen that? I did not see that clip. All right, no. I'm playing that now. It's pretty good. On uh, that we don't have time to get to on the air, but there's something specific going on behind the scenes right now that we did feel we should tell you about. So on Monday of this week, we received a from a source, a collection of confidential documents related to the Biden family. We believe those documents are authentic, they're real, and they're damning. 
At the time we received them, our, my executive producer, Justin Wells, and I were in Los Angeles preparing to interview Tony Bobolinsky about the Biden's business dealings in China, Ukraine, and other countries. So we texted a producer in New York, and we asked him to send those documents to us in L.A., and he did that. So Monday afternoon of this week, he shipped those documents overnight to California with a large national carrier, a brand-name company that we've used, you've used, countless times with never a single problem. But the Biden documents never arrived in Los Angeles. Tuesday morning, we received word from the shipping company that our package had been opened and the contents were missing. The documents had disappeared. Now, to its credit, the company took this very seriously and immediately began a search. They traced the envelope from the moment our producers dropped it off in Manhattan on Monday all the way to 3.44 a.m. yesterday morning. That's when an employee at a sorting facility in another state noticed that our package was open and empty. Apparently, it had been opened. So the company's security team interviewed every one of its employees who touched the envelope we sent. They searched the plane and the trucks that carried it. They went through the office in New York where our producer dropped that package off. They combed the entire cavernous sorting facility. They used pictures of what we had sent so that searchers would know what to look for. They went far and beyond, but they found nothing. Those documents have vanished. As of tonight, the company has no idea. Yeah. So Hunter, or not Hunter Biden, Tucker Carlson just made all these people like search a whole UPS facility for a made-up thing. Was it was it a UPS thing or USPS? He doesn't say the name of the company. He's just like, a company that's good that I've used and you use, opened by mail, and then just kept shipping an empty envelope. <laughs> Is he like insinuating that like, Biden operatives within FedEx were like, I got a fucking. Like, I think so. It's not but it's also That's like, embarrassing. But it's also like, if these documents are so important, why can't you just take them in a briefcase, like in like a spy movie? Why are you like, these things <laughs> will, these things will like prove that Biden's a criminal. Can't. All right, FedEx, I, take care. It's, it's COVID. It's COVID, Travis. They want you to can't have... meet. Oh, no. okay. He, I, I have a feeling he wired somebody some money, and then like realized he got scammed. <laughs> like, oh, I just like the idea. They for sure just FedEx like three blank sheets of paper, right? Just like their thing oh. that they do. And someone hey. opened it and was like, "Cool, free paper." And they were like, "I stole the hundred <laughs> documents." <laughs> maybe he needs like maybe what it's in, written in invisible ink and he just needs to figure out the clues urine you gotta pee on it Tucker <laughs> alright I don't know what's that? <laughs> this fucking voice I calmly went over and I peed on the documents. <laughs> I don't know, like the he's paper just like dissolved. It melted. <laughs> <laughs> this is so strong. Yeah, yeah. I, like, how do you run with that? I mean, it's Fox News, but Jesus fucking Christ! I think they're just clinging to anything because that's what those whole tech things were about. Like the tech here, well, they were disguised as that. We're like, you took down this crucial story from the New York Post. And then it's like, 
everyone's like, this is, who cares? And they're like, no, put it back up. And then. Am I, am I missing something with this whole Hunter Biden shit? Because it sounds like it's the same fucking shit we already knew. Yeah, but they're trying to like, blow it up now and everyone's like, I don't care. It's a weird line to be for Trump to be like, he got his son an illegitimate job on this energy. Like, dude, your fucking whole family serves in your camp. Like, nobody gives a shit. Like, that's yeah. obviously nobody gives a fuck. Who cares? son. sure don't give a fuck. This is like old school, like crony, you know, nepotism. But, but it's, you know, it's existed in this world like forever. Yeah, but at least Hunter's cool. Like, he smokes crack and stuff. Like, that's yeah. cool. And, and supposedly, there's a video of him getting a foot job. Oh, hell yeah. That, that, that's fucking cool as shit. What's that? <laughs> yeah, I, that's the October surprise. Biden gets foot jobs. Oh, it's Biden getting a foot job? <laughs> like or Biden Hunter? Hunter Biden, guys, come on. <laughs> I was going to say, that would rule if... Like the day of Hunter the election, Biden they released a video. Jobs from his dad. What Trump's if the day of the election, <laughs> the Trump campaign's like, look at this damning video we have, and it's just like, and it's just like Joe Biden ripping a bong and getting like a foot job, and they're like, doesn't this make you hate him? And everyone's like, this is cool. Trump showed me at like one of his rallies, and then at the end of it, like, he's just, you just hear like. Crowd erupt and like roars and shit. And they're like, yeah. yeah. It's just like a big. They all vote for Biden. It's just like a blimp with like the video projected on it of Joe Biden. <laughs> what job? They just fly it over America. <laughs> Whatever the it's just the video is like. Obviously, it's just like Donald Trump's feet giving fucking Biden the job. It's like that stupid episode of South Park where like Eric Cartman sucks Butter's dick to put Butter's gay. Okay. Uh, yeah, but Trump's gonna win. I have a feeling. Uh, uh, I have a feeling it's gonna be. I'm planning on doing a bunch of acid on election night. Yeah, I. Uh... I don't know, man. I'm doing like six hits of acid and I'm just going to watch cable news all night. It's going to fucking break me. The thing is, we're not going to know who's going to win the first day. So it's like, I'm just going to do acid point? for a week then. I'm going to do acid but, all, until they announce the president. I'm just going to be blitzed out of my mind 24-7. The problem is, is that like they never know who actually wins on election night. Yeah. But the like network television just, network TV has got to like keep people glued to the television so they can't so they're gonna probably try and or it's project like or declare a winner yeah right or donald trump like watch i'm telling you the second like it hits midnight or the second it's like the next day he'll be like i won the election i won it and he'll say it on twitter and he'll just like declare he won yeah i i don't know man like it it's weird because it could go either way. Like, um, obviously there's like a lot of like different courts happening all over the fucking country. And like, so there's different rules being set in different areas as far as like how, you know, how long they'll be able to count. And like, you know, if you're mailing in a ballot, like if it doesn't arrive, 
by the day in some places that's good that's not good and even, yeah so yeah then they get they're throwing out stuff in wisconsin for sure even if it's postmarked by election day and like was there but if it doesn't arrive like yeah they're they're gonna definitely try and invalidate a bunch of votes i would and say in philadelphia too they're trying to do that in, or pennsylvania yeah, kind of the which same. is a battleground state. So right, the battleground important. states are the ones they care. And then, like, a federal judge say that the, like, postmaster general has to, like, stop slowing the mail down. And he's like, you have to fucking stop. Like, yeah, but they, they can't, like, the thing is, like, the damage that they did to the post office, they can't undo it as quickly as they did Right. the shit. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of fucked. Yeah, supposedly I, there was like a an article going around that like uh, Joaquin Castro had visited a USPS like facility, and that like they made certain uh, machines appear like they were still connected, but they weren't. And so like he went through there, and they like had to go out of their ways to make it look like everything was functioning normally, I guess, or some semblance of normalcy. Oh, shit. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it's crazy though, but cause like if Texas, I don't think Texas is going to go blue, but it like the turnout is crazy high. Like it is like, it is like a toss up at this point. Uh, so I don't know. I like, you know, I don't know what, what factors are gonna like be stronger in Texas specifically? Um, yeah, the only the only thing like we have to keep our eyes on this point is what level of fuckery is gonna go down? Because much. bar Republican fuckery, there's absolutely no way that Trump could win this. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by like three million votes. We're, yeah. we're in the middle of a pandemic, and four years later, it's like you're gonna tell me that. Like, people were convinced that Trump's doing a great job that didn't vote for him previously. The youth vote in Texas apparently is, like, 600% higher this time around than in yeah. 2016. And I also saw something that we had, like, 90%. Uh, we're already, like, at 90% of people who voted in 2016. Like, they're already at 90% of that. Whole yeah, the turnout is crazy here. The thing is going to be to watch what the turnout is on election day, too, because the people who show up to vote in person, it's probably going to be a lot lower. So I don't know yeah. if at the end of it all, if voter turnout is going to be higher or relatively similar to the same as 2016. I, uh, I don't know. I think Trump's going to win because of Republican Tom Fulery and also because of all the rappers. Endorsing him. <laughs> <laughs> or not endorsing him. So, Ice Cube... Hey. Oh, what are you going to say? Uh, I was going to ask you, do you know if Tupac endorsed uh, Trump? Is that what that tweet is you sent me? I didn't read it, but what is it? No, it, it's just a tweet like saying to vote, but it's just weird that Tupac What does Tupac have a Twitter? He's been, he was dead like 15 years before. Twitter was <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, Herman Cain still tweets and shit. What if Herman so... Cain is tweeting as himself and Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> so it just says in all caps vote. Um, but there's like a there's like a meme or not a meme, but like just like a big page with like writing on it. It's just like always do your best, don't let the pressure make you panic, and when you get stranded and 
things don't go your the way you planned it, dreaming of riches in a position of making a difference, politicians and hypocrites, they don't want to listen. But it says vote. That doesn't sound like a message of voting. And no. also Tupac said Yeah. Uh, well that this is why like when I was reading, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like this is basically talking about how like politicians suck and I, I don't know. And that was it like just two... says vote in all caps. Did yeah, you just said Travis, you sent us that video where he yeah, I'm says that. Gonna, I think I'm gonna play some of that. Because this is like a famous like interview he did. We'll have the yeah. That's not the interview, that's an ad. But like yeah, Tupac's mom was like a black panther. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh yeah, he would if anything he would have been a Bernie guy or like a, I hate all of them guy. <laughs> I mean, in ideal sense, I mean, in uh, every day, every little thing you do, it's such a gimme, gimme, gimme. Everybody back off. You know, everybody's like, you taught that from school, everywhere, big business. You want to be successful? You want to be like Trump? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Push, 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 push. Step, step, step. Crush, crush, crush. That's how it all is. And it's like, nobody ever stopped. Just, you know, I feel like instead of us just being like, slavery's bad, slavery's bad, bad whitey, bad whitey. I mean, all right, let's stop that. And everybody's smart enough to know that, I mean, we've been slighted and we want ours. And I don't mean by like hours, 40 acres in a mule because we're past that. But we need help. I mean, for us to be on our own two feet, us meaning youth or us meaning black people, whatever you want to take it for. Tupac would have been a politician at some point. Or at least a fucking organizer. Like, yeah. yeah, he seemed to get it. I mean, he was crazy as shit. Like, there's a bunch of stories about him just, like, deciding he wanted to do gangster stuff after he saw himself in the movie Juice. Like, he saw himself on the Dexter in the premiere, and he was like, this is cool. And then he started really getting into trouble because he thought he looked cool. That's what I've heard. I saw, like, a documentary about him. But, like, Holy shit. But he seemed to get it. And it's very weird that they're just like, Tupac says, vote. He'd, at yeah. the very least, he'd be like a Bernie guy, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. If that if that interview is any fucking indicator, yeah, that's not somebody who's like, and that's why I'm endorsing Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like his mom, like wasn't he? I think he was like born in prison because his mom was locked up for doing like Black Panther stuff. Yeah, no, I I think Tupac is alive and he lives in Bolivia and oh, he's yeah. out there fucking. Is he Evo Morales? Yeah, he him and Evo Morales play soccer together, and they just that would be rad if he faked his death that he's just like been some like revolutionary in the woods for like thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, he went like full on Che. <laughs> yeah, so Tupac, he's good. Little Wayne is a uh, bad now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, go ahead. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. You cut yourself off. You just went. Ah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say. Uh, I, I keep like seeing these articles about these fucking rappers, like ABC, uh, CNN. They're all running these fucking articles about Fifty Cent or Little Wayne endorsing. Uh, 50 Trump, and I'm like, is this some racist shit because they're trying to make it look like Trump has black support? Well, like, look at the fucking polls. It's like, 
nine to one like support like no well what's what's funny about these rappers is uh so the ice cube thing came out like was it this weekend last weekend i don't know how long ago it was but fucking yeah he came out and he said he's working with the trump administration and then off and then every trump person donald trump himself was like congrats ice cube on endorsing me the best president and then ice cube made it clear he's like Oh, I'm not endorsing anyone. I don't like any of these people. He went on like 37 news shows. It was like, I don't not like these people. I'm not voting. I don't support these people. And 50 Cent like tweeted and or he posted like an Instagram video of him saying fuck Joe Biden and his tax plan. Fuck for Donald Trump. And then like the next day was like, I hate Donald Trump. <laughs> so he like just up <laughs> so- in a day and... Yeah, then obviously like a little pump and walk a flock of flame. We're like, I endorse Donald Trump for president of America. <laughs> It'd be so cool if there was just like a fucking, you know what? No name should fucking endorse Gloria Lariva, that socialist candidate. Just randomly. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> all these fucking people suck. Like, yeah, it's just, all they, like say- some weird, like, uh, fucking like try and disrupt the system by like using your fame to make everybody vote third party. Fuck it. Here's yeah, a do that. Here's the here's the little pump endorsing Trump. Oh, hey, all I gotta say is Trump 2020, bitch. Fuck, I look like paying an extra 33 in tax for Biden, bitch ass nigga. Fuck, Sleepy Joe, nigga. Trump 2020, bitch. Ah. Yeah, and uh, Republicans are like. Congrats, little pump. I always liked your music. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, he sings about, like, robbing his grandma for Xanax bars and shit, right? Yeah. He, what's that song? Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Yep. Yep. Good job. That's, That's all I know. <laughs> and then Walk a Flock of Flame endorsed Trump for some reason. I don't think anyone gives a shit about... I've Walk never heard somebody so, like, succinctly... Um, Say the actually only reason to support Trump. Though. Like, he was like, because, okay, I'm gonna pay more taxes. Fuck everybody. Like, All right, that guy gets it. I yeah, mean, he like, knows what he's voting for. I'm 23 yeah, years old and I'm addicted to drugs and a millionaire somehow. I'm not voting for Joe Biden. It's like I wouldn't either, man. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I, I, Kanye at this point is doing like less harm than these people he's just like i'm running for president fuck it like vote for me (laughs) just write me in (laughs) no but yeah Uh, i mean like these people know what what class they belong to and they know that trump fucking you know he's he loves good capitalists so that's why like yeah that's why like the little wayne shit doesn't surprise me Oh, by the way, I don't know if you said that. Little Wayne uh, endorsed Trump, at least for now, as of recording this. I looked at, uh, uh, I found an article from ABC, and it looks like it's a similar situation to the Ice Cube thing. It looks like they were talking about a plan, and that he took a meeting with Trump, but there's like nothing that says, it even says in the article, though, at this point, like he said, he didn't say he's voting for Trump. Yeah. So I think. But he did do the hang ten emoji. Sorry, he did put the hang ten emoji in there, which is 
and his tweet, which is more or less an endorsement. <laughs> that yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh, I just pulled up a PDF of like what what uh, Trump's America is gonna do for uh, Black Americans. Slavery again. <laughs> Guess what? I'm, a- I'm worse than Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> so he wants. They want to prosecute the KKK and Antifa as terrorist organizations and make lynching a national hate crime, which, yeah. Yeah, but take uh, Antifa out of that. We don't know yeah, that yeah. stuff. What does Antifa have to do with... They just start, like, look, we're throwing, like, 90% of our voter base under the bus, so we got to <laughs> take out Antifa, too. <laughs> yeah, level the playing field. Yeah, That's we're killing off most of our guys. We should at least kill off all the. <laughs> <laughs> this, this picture of Trump standing next to Lil Wayne. They're both doing sweet. the thumbs up thing, which I think is hilarious. They Trump both... looks so fucking uncomfortable. Like he's never stood next. <laughs> like he's never been in the same room as a black person before. He looks like. Oh. But he looks very uh, well. In the not happy to be there. Apparently, in the comments on Instagram, Fifty Cent was like, "I would have never done this, you stupid idiot!" Like, take a picture. <laughs> like, apparently, that's what a lot of the rappers are like upset about because they're like, "Yeah, they said they'd work with like Trump, but Little Wayne's the only one dumb enough to actually like take a picture with him." Doing like the thumbs up thing, but yeah. I don't know, Little Wayne. Um, He's also like super pro cop, which is weird. Who would have thought? Well, he got apparently he like shot himself when he was twelve. Okay. A white, and a white cop rescued him, so he's like, "Cops are good because that one cop didn't let me die." <laughs> and like, Shit. I, I think I'm trying to find it, but I think he said like that, like uh, the rioters need to take some responsibility. Two or something during like the George Floyd protest. Uh, he said something stupid. He was like super pro cop and um, but he was there supporting the Platinum Plan. Which, what is that? Is that Jaw Rule's credit card company? <laughs> Wasn't that like one of his schemes he was doing during the Fire Island thing? <laughs> <laughs> Was it like a spending card or something? I don't know. I'm looking it up because I think he got like in trouble for doing like credit card fraud or something. (laughs) That was Uh, the the guy who did Fire Island and Ja Rule put out like some weird uh, credit card that you you used it enough. You could get points and then you get access to a loft to hang out with a bunch of other people that have the same credit card as you. Oh, that weird Billy McFarlane guy? That guy's cool. Yeah. His Wikipedia, his Wikipedia says Billy Billy McFarland, and in parentheses it says fraudster. <laughs> I just googled Billy McFarland, and it said, "Did you mean Seth McFarland?" <laughs> yes. Now I'm now I'm watching Family Guy on YouTube. So. Uh, I bet Seth McFarland uh, is having fun telling people to vote. Oof. He teamed up with uh, Tupac to promote voting. Yeah, apparently... <laughs> I'm trying to find stuff on this credit card, and it just seems like... Yeah, it's like a scam credit card. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, that's just called, like... I don't remember what that's called, but that's like a black card. 
The Platinum Plan is on Trump's website. And yeah. it says... Uh, let's each read one of these. The President Trump's pillars of the Platinum Plan. I'll go first. Opportunity. By achieving historic employment levels for black Americans, as well as increasing access to capital for new business, President Trump is committed to ensuring all black Americans can achieve the American dream. Word salad. What? He's going to use, I don't know. <laughs> By achieving historic employment levels, we will increase capital, and therefore you can succeed. Okay. That doesn't make it. That's a fucking me. What? <laughs> By achieving historic employment levels for black Americans, as well as increasing access to capital for new business, black people can achieve the American dream now. What else you get about this? He's going to give them more money and more jobs, and then they can be Americans. All uh, right. <laughs> what? Uh, how did? If you own your own business, if it's a new business, if he's talking about black business ownership you're not employed you own a business no he's going to achieve historic employment levels though okay i get it <laughs> so that's something <laughs> so that's something that he's been touting for a while he's like yeah oh uh, black, black uh, unemployment is was low during my presidency or whatever um although i don't know if that's true anymore with the pandemic because a lot of uh you know a lot of black and latino people were like th their unemployment rates were a lot higher now like well, after yeah. COVID. And, uh i would also like to say uh, the unemployment numbers are vastly uh skewed they don't take into account people who have like given up and they also right. don't take into account people who are underemployed yeah. And a lot of the jobs that have been created are like shitty minimum gig wage or low wage jobs. Like, yeah, they're gig economy jobs. They're like Uber yeah. Eats and Postmates. and We'll get yeah. to that in a little bit because I want to talk about the Prop 22 thing. But Yeah, the, the unemployment like rate would be really low if everybody drove for Uber. But that doesn't make... But then everyone would also be in crippling poverty if they worked for yeah. Uber. Cause, yeah. Yeah, Uber wants to... Uh, Pay their workers slave wages so they can be their own boss. Thank you, Uber. All right. Uh, the second one is security. By signing into law the celebrated First Step Act, First Step Act, President Trump has brought common sense, criminal, criminal, common sense, criminal justice reform to the American people for the first time in decades. While ensuing that our Streets and communities are safe. What? He's just saying you didn't stuff, and then... <laughs> Here's what I don't get about this argument, and when they use this argument as it particularly pertains to black people, is because uh, this undermines their other argument. And, it, like, yeah. how is it if, it if it's... If criminal justice reform is particularly important to minority communities is particularly important to black Americans. Like, why is that? Why is that? And then they're like, well, there's not such a thing as systemic racism. Uh, then they're literally saying the, the most racist thing when they say that. Right? Like, they're the literally saying, well, bad. blacks are yeah. criminals. That's what, oh, God, fuck. Yeah. <clears throat> so the first step back, um, 
it's a bunch of oh well, I don't know. According to the Marshall Project, it's just a bunch of compromises that should have been made like yeah. a long time ago. Um, reducing crack sentences, uh, curbing mandatory minimums. Um, what else? Seems like the two big it's, things. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. criminal justice reform by any measure. It's like criminal justice reform that should have like happened fucking twenty years ago. Yeah, it should have happened in like nineteen eighty. Period. Nineteen eighty. That's when it should have happened. Well, I'm saying like even like two thousand. Like you know, like that. Like that. I don't know. Not not good. Um, I don't know what are the other what are the other items. So prosperity, yeah. Which I don't know sounds a lot like opportunity, prosperity. They're like they're like the, they're all just like yeah, they're like the same. Yeah, thing. they're all weird weird buzzwords that all mean the same thing. And the prosperity the one first... is just him talking about how he funded HBCUs, which you know he always tells that story. About them coming into his, coming into the oh, White yeah. House, and he's like, "Why do you keep coming in here? Here's a million dollars, and they love me. The blacks love me." And then <laughs> that fucking story always tells. The last one is fairness. It all, and it just says, "In all fairness, I do not plan to do any of this." Which is weird. <laughs> um. So, so he's doing the neoliberal thing that uh, Obama did uh, during his presidency as well. He's creating opportunity zones yeah uh, yeah so basically well like, I, uh, so here's some here's a list of his actual things that he uh promises to do for black america in the next four years the first one is increase access to capital in the black communities by almost 500 billion which he's not going to do because our country's going to be bankrupt we have no money <laughs> Uh, three million new jobs for the black community. Uh, immigration policy that protects American jobs. So racist uh, right. immigration policies. Onshoring manufacturing to advance jobs and develop opportunities. Access to better education. Safe urban oh, so neighborhoods with high with high policing standards. Yeah. So what does that mean? <laughs> like like a, a, a police force that has like high arrest rates or like no. you know like what the fuck does that one, mean it means one robot one robocop per black community <laughs> I like this one it just says commit to working on a second step action <laughs> <laughs> that's like a Homer Simpson thing <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, step five of my plan is to work on step two of my plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Little Wayne, you are canceled. You know who else is canceled? Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeremy Corbyn got canceled from the Labor Party for. It's about time. <laughs> right? Get rid of the anti Semites. <laughs> Get rid of Yikes. them. Uh, so yeah, do, do you guys know anything about that at all? Uh, I know a little bit about. It. Talk Same. about it, bitch. 
So Jeremy Corbyn ran for prime minister, and when he was running for prime minister against Boris Johnson, Borat Johnson. <laughs> Yeah. When he was running against well, Borat Johnson. The the Liberal Party in the UK, which is a pretty actually conservative party, uh, basically went out of their way to smear smear Jeremy Corbyn as an anti-Semite, even though there really wasn't any legitimacy to the claim. And J.K. Um, Rowling retweeted about it. Yeah. Well, you know how like Bernie Sanders talks about how there's like an elite class of people, the top 1%, that fucking like control so much of America's income and that they run policy. Well, Jeremy Corbyn was basically saying the same thing and people were like, oh, do you mean the Jews? And Jeremy yeah. Corbyn was like, no, that's not what I mean. But then they ran with the story and just kept pretending that and he said, Boris Johnson yes. won. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone I... Oh, sorry, go ahead. If you Google, what's crazy is like, if you Google... Boris Johnson anti-Semite. There's an entire Wikipedia article about the Tories and anti-Semitism. Yeah. <laughs> remember what he called fucking? Remember what he called like women that wear burkas, like mailboxes or something? Holy shit! I think Boris Johnson like so they look like mailboxes or some fucking racist ass shit. God damn! I don't know. I don't know. Google that to make sure I'm not smearing the good name of Borat Johnson. <laughs> hey well, man, well, you, well, you my name is Borat. COVID. I like Brexit. They they literally tried to use the same strategy that they used on Jeremy Corbyn too with Bernie Sanders. They just had less luck because Holy Bernie shit. Sanders is Jewish. Boris Johnson's only yeah. 56 years old. He looks like 76. He looks like 20 years older. He looks like Trump's age. Yeah. I don't know. He he just needs to, you know, I don't know, go away for a while. Just enjoy yeah. himself. <laughs> like, I don't know. I wouldn't have been this much of a pushover if I was, like, accused of this shit. But, like, so Boris it's also, John like... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I don't know. It's also, like, what the fuck can you do at this point? Like, Boris Johnson faces criticism over burka letterbox jibe. Shit. He said it's ridiculous that they choose to wear them and that they look like boxes, which I'm assuming is a mailbox, unless, I don't know, English people say shit weird. But yeah, he said that, and people were like, yeah, but Jeremy Corbyn's an anti-Semite. <laughs> so from what I'm reading, uh, Kenny, unless you have anything else. Uh, I, I don't, but I would just like... I don't so, know. But so from what I read, um, I'm trying to find who it was. Someone said, someone within the party or like a media person, I don't know who it is, so forgive me if you're kind of um, trying to remember this off the top of my head, said that like essentially it's anti-Semitic to downplay anti-Semitism. And then he got interviewed about it. And I, I'm going to play a little bit of it because I don't think his answer is, like, bad. Start off. One anti-Semite in the party is one anti-Semite too many. And uh, when I became leader of the party, some complaints were received. I asked Shami Chakrabarti to undertake a review of all this, which she did. 
She made a number of recommendations on processes which were not implemented quickly enough. Uh, under Jenny Formby's period as General Secretary in 2018, much more progress was made very quickly. But the numbers have been exaggerated in my view. The public perception in an opinion poll last year was that one third of all Labour Party members were somehow or other under suspicion of anti-Semitism. The reality is it was 0.3% of party members had a case against them which had to be put through the process. And so... And then he... Yeah, so... So, yeah, no, he so, so, gave a good answer. His, his problem is, is that and I don't know, British politics may be different, but, like, he shouldn't have even fucking humored it. He should have just shut that shit down. Like, yeah. you're being ridiculous. Fuck you. Well, he, that's the thing. This, this is from The Guardian, so it's kind of, like, pieced together. But in the interview I saw in, like, full, he's answering, you know, this question. And he's talking about how, like, you know, anti-Semitism is unacceptable in any form. And then the interviewer's like blah, 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 said that it's anti-Semitic to downplay anti-Semitism, and you just did that. And he's like, well, it was overblown, and the guy just keeps going, yes, but it's anti-Semitic to downplay anti-Semitism. And he's like, I mean, but they used it against me. as and he's like, but you're being anti-Semitic by... This is like a circular, like, argument. Yeah. There's no... I don't know. There's no way to counter that. All right. Yeah, and I don't know. When your prime minister, you know, called women and birth <laughs> mailboxes, it's like, why are you going after the fucking this guy? Like, I don't yeah. know a lot about Jeremy Corbyn, but I just know that, like, you know, he's a socialist. And How come they don't use that shit? Like, you know it's disingenuous because I remember during the election too, like uh, during the primary, there was an actual effort to smear Bernie Sanders as an anti-Semite because right. he was backing Ilhan Omar and he was basically saying Ilhan's not a fucking anti-Semite and that the arguments against her are in bad faith. And I was like, literally, I mean, we talked about it on the Satanic Panic episode, but QAnon makes up like such a huge amount of Trump support. And they literally believe in a, like, weird globalist blood libel conspiracy theory. It's like, who the fuck do you think they're talking about when they say the elites are drinking kid blood? Like, the oldest anti-Semitic trope. Yeah, it's from ancient Rome. Yeah. <laughs> it's the like literal ancient... Roman Empire was saying that. <laughs> yeah. like also, ancient Bernie Roman is a Jew? Like, I don't know. Like, how... how... It's just crazy. Well, too, Bernie because, also like, was, When like, a lot of was it was it... emerging was, like, when the Nazi flag was being, like, held like in one of his rallies and like did it I don't know did it Bernie also he's like critical of like Israel right? yeah, yeah and so he's... people are like you're anti-semitic and it's like it doesn't work when the guy is like the most Jewish you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I mean like everyone says he looks like Larry David like but that's like yeah that's like their trick yeah and but in London it worked a lot better. So they just wanted Corbyn like out of the party. It seems like to me. Yeah. I don't know enough about yeah. their politics. I need to. That's like a spot I want to kind of brush up on. Kind of. It's kind of global politics. So I feel like I need to be more in the loop with it. Yeah. But he does seem They're... like kind of like you know he's the socialist one and. The, yeah, uh, I I think 
I'm not too well versed either, but it seems like there is like a conservative part or a more conservative part of the Labour Party. Um, and then there's, you know, the Corbyn wing of it. And well, it's kind of like uh, that's how a lot of those parties were in Chile. With that, like Allende was a part of like, remember when we, we were doing like research on that for our other pod. Where it's yeah, kind of like yeah. all these parties like split off of their own things because like some of them are more conservative, some of them are more left. And Corbin seems like he's like the left guy from yeah. in there, and they're just like, nope, we yeah. want you out, BBC Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's as good as Bernie. I don't know a lot about Jeremy Corbin. And. He's good. He's he's really good. And if he had won, uh, yeah, who's the only serious contender against Boris Johnson? That and if, last, uh, that was the last time we had hope, because Bernie was <laughs> still winning the primaries, and then we were like, Boris Johnson's gonna win, and then, you know, Bernie's then the president Obama now. Got on the phone. Fucking Obama. <laughs> yep. Obama happened yep. here and he called Boris Johnson. He's like, you're me now. Call that lady a mailbox. And he's like, all right. <laughs> okay, Obama. <laughs> yeah, so that's just what it sounds like to me. Is just kind of they wanted him out and this was like a you know. It's such a piss poor like fucking reason though. Like, I don't know if it's going to, like, sit well with the actual constituency and the voters of the Labor Party because these accusations had been out there a while. This didn't add anything new to the conversation. This just looks like a power grab by people in the Labor Party. Well, and it's funny where it's like you're – they're making a big deal about, like, this being anti-Semitic. And it's like half your country wants to, like – keep out anyone who's not like pure English or fucking whatever Brexit you know what I mean yeah like another half of your like half of your country is like let's fucking secede and be our own fucking cool place <laughs> <laughs> they're just and then they're like like this guy is anti-Semitic because he didn't use like the exact wording that we've yeah, got appropriate it, and then half the country is like keep all the non-whites out of England <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's weird i i think uh I, I don't recall exactly but i think back when the british election was happening uh people some analysts were saying to the effect that basically boris or not boris johnson but uh corbyn didn't have like a good like cohesive like point about brexit and that that might have hurt him and his election because like Boris Johnson was clearly, you know, like, you know, yeah, pro Brexit, and so, yeah. Do you think, and it seemed like more Boris Johnson didn't take a side, really. Do you think or that, may, and maybe that's not right? I don't know. Do you think that Corbyn had the same problem Bernie had? Because he seems very like, look, I just want to make myself clear. This is what I meant by that. Even though this person's clearly out to get him, it just seemed so, to have that Bernie thing of being almost like naive. Corbyn for sure did not have clear messaging on Brexit, and that definitely hurt him. Um, I, I think he was in that tricky situation, though, where it's like um, he couldn't really say he was against it, uh, but at the same time, 
he couldn't thank us for it either. But I think that wishy-washy kind of fuck that that fucking hurt him. Yeah. Oh, um, Amador, you're like this. This video just came up on my YouTube feed. Uh, it was uploaded 36 minutes ago as of us uh, <laughs> recording it. Greg Greenwald was on Tucker Carlson uh, talking about how he resigned from his own publication due to censorship. So Yeah. So that's a new thing. Uh, more of the... More of the weird, like, cancel culture, censorship, like, dialogue. Um, um, the the little scroll on the bottom of this file, I'll, I'll play a little bit of this if you want to hear him talk to Tucker. But the scroll is Greenwald resigned, citing pro-Biden censorship. Yeah, so the story is that Ryan Grimm and uh, Glenn Greenwald were going to release, like, two uh articles about the election and glenn greenwald was talking about hunter biden and like other stuff and the editor was saying that i don't know there was like a dispute with the editor and he took it as like the editor was trying to censor him because he was talking in a critical manner about biden and and but I don't know. Naomi Klein like retweeted this. This is like very weird, like intercept, like just like nerd shit. But like Naomi Klein, like essentially said that like Glenn Greenwald wasn't being censored. It's just like a difference of opinion about like, you know, what is like legitimate criticism and shit like that. And it's just like a weird internet intercept, like internet war going on. And Glenn, Glenn Greenwald has a lot of pull, so yeah. uh, not surprising that he's, like, out, like, on, like, I don't know, Tucker on Tucker Carlson. Carlson. He's everywhere right now, like, talking about this shit. Yeah, well, he's mostly on Tucker Carlson, so your hero is best friends <laughs> with Tucker. Here we go. I'm going to play one of those. <laughs> Years ago, Greenwald co-founded a news site called The Intercept. Today, he resigned. In a statement, Greenwald explained why. Quote, the Intercept's editors, in violation of my contractual right of editorial freedom, censored an article I wrote this week, refusing to publish it unless I removed all sections critical of Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden, the candidate vehemently supported by all New York-based Intercept editors involved in this effort at suppression. And he went on. Greenwell's full statement is up tonight at an Internet platform called Substack, which is not yet censored. No matter who you plan to vote for next week, we recommend that you read it. Glenn Greenwald joins us tonight. Glenn, thanks so much for coming on. The idea of you resigning from sure. a, a news organization you helped found is, is, is stunning. Tell us why you did. Well, the news organization that I co-created was in 2013 at the height of the Snowden reporting. I left The Guardian to do it because I was seeing that there were a lot of constraints imposed on journalism and their ability, our ability to report freely against governments, against power centers, against all kinds of institutions that wield authority. And the premise of the news outlet 
the core overarching premise, the reason it was created was to ensure that journalists would always have complete journalistic independence and editorial freedom, never have to pull punches journalistically or pay homage to pieties because of the preferences, the partisan or ideological preferences of editors or of anybody else. That was the core founding idea and vision. And then that is what makes it so amazing. Wait, is The Intercept like... The Intercept doesn't like back Biden, right? Um. So, yeah. I. I mean, I don't think you would find like, like Naomi Klein is like very much aligned with you know the U.S. left, and she's like a big, big time like climate uh, activist and stuff like that. So you're not gonna find her saying that Biden is like incredible. And like Jeremy Scahill is like critical of like both parties like pretty hard, but yeah. I guess like editor editors that work at you know the Intercept like headquarters in New York possibly maybe they are you know like liberals I don't know like we don't know these people. Sure. Just this might I don't know you can disagree with this, but going out Tucker Carlson with this story, it just kind of seems like he's jerking himself off. Like you're not reaching anybody with this fucking story. Like. The only thing you're doing is giving Tucker and these weirdos legitimacy when they when they make bad faith arguments. Like I'm not saying like obviously Greenwald's grievances are like Greenwald's done some of the best work in journalism in the past few decades. I would I I would say and uh, yeah, but like there's there's no point in taking this to to Tucker because Tucker's yeah. like what's a chicken nugget. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this does reek of like just masturbatory, like hey, like although, like you know, if if there was an agreement that he isn't supposed to be edited, like then I guess I understand where he's coming from, but I don't know. Like most publications have an editor for a reason, and. And that's the thing, like, but his base is, like, big enough that he doesn't need to do this. Like, the people that are going to, like, subscribe to his sub stack already know. Going on Tucker, it's just like, you're not winning these people over. In fact, here's just the first, like, five comments. Uh, Andrew Walton said, this is, this is very disturbing for American freedom and democracy. Trump is once again right. The Washington corporate political swamp is very deep and very dark. <laughs> Turpo, <laughs> Turpo, <laughs> Turpo 63 says he is not a leftist. He is a true American. He's uh, not a leftist. He's a true American. Yep. He doesn't even live in the United States. He's a true American. Yeah. <laughs> he, he went he on Tucker Carlson. right now. No, what? he went on Tucker. He's real at America. Wait, wait, wait till they find out he's gay. It's going to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, uh, Misty, and he's like married to a socialist. Misty, yeah. Misty Soward said in all caps, "Anyone still voting Dem after this is openly communist and anti-American. That is a fact." And it has uh, one thousand likes and fifty-six replies. That was posted yeah. uh, twenty-two minutes ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
That lady is popping off. <laughs> like an eight-year-old woman and her phone is just like going the fuck off and she's like, shut it down. I hate it. I don't want this anymore. Uh, a, yeah. a company called Expert Cooling said, this man is extremely sharp and he's cut from a patriotic cloth. So Expert yeah. Cooling uh, endorses Greg, Greg Greenwald as Patriot of the Year. <laughs> um so one other thing that wasn't really mentioned uh and i don't know if it was mentioned you know later in that whatever the fuck tucker is trying to do with glenn greenwald um but he also was apparently critical of uh one of their sources being like uh ratted out essentially or not ratted out but like found out reality winner who's like I think in prison right now. Uh, And uh, so there was like reality winner, like leaked some like classified documents to the intercept. And when the intercept, like, you know, published all the stuff, like, I mean, it was apparently it was like pretty immediate, like reality winner, like was arrested. So uh, supposedly that is part of the criticism as well, though it obviously doesn't sound like that. It sounds like that's maybe like a secondary or tertiary issue because that's not at all what they're fucking talking about right now. Uh, so yeah, uh, that, that's just like another thing that I read as well. Um, yeah. And I think, I don't know. I think the intercept's fine, but I also don't see them like openly. I don't ever see them openly being like Joe Biden is good. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's, they're that, very critical. And that's the thing that, like, to me is kind of like, it seems like Greg Greenwald's, like, just upset that they edited his thing <laughs> because he's going on Tucker Carlson and he knows Tucker's whole, Tuck, I just played the clip of, like, a day ago, Tucker going, we had this super valuable notes, but oops, we lost him, like Mr. Bean in the mail. <laughs> and then, yeah. then, why would Greg Greenwald go in here? He knows how he's going to spin this so, story. So Glenn Glenn Greenwald has been going on Tucker Carlson for a while. Like he is one of the few, uh, I don't know, like he's one of the few like really good journalists who does go on Fox News still. Um, And I don't, and like if you ask him about it, like, or I've heard him talk about it before, uh, him and Jeremy Scahill say the same thing. Like they used to be on, they used to be like on MSNBC all the time. MSNBC used to always have like Glenn Greenwald, Jeremy Scahill, like Naomi Klein, like you know, like all these mm-hmm. lefty like journalists. But um, now, like MSNBC is like Spook Central, right? Like everything's sure. about Russia. And so, like, all of these people that are, like, will be, would be critical of the liberal establishment as well are no longer being featured on MSNBC. And so Glenn Greenwald is saying, I have to go on Fox News because MSNBC won't have me on. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's any credibility to that still, but MSNBC is not good either, so... It, well, and that's the thing, and I get it for, like, because Cornell West went on there to talk about socialism. Yeah. And he just made, like, fucking Tucker Carlson be like, that's good, I like that. But this is, like, yeah. not that. You're not discussing anything. It's just Greg Greenwald going, like, I got fired for my 
or I quit my job because they didn't let, and then Tucker being like, very interesting that they censored you because of Joe Biden. And you're just playing into his like bullshit. Just fucking to plug your what, your Substack, you'll be fine. You'll be fucking fine. Yeah. There's and definitely plus, like. Plus, anyone uh, that's, sorry, anyone that subscribes to his Substack from Fox News is going to fucking want to refund right away. They're not going to like the rest of Greg. <laughs> They're not going to fucking like him. Yeah, I mean, it'll be like the same thing as it always is with like, uh, you know, good journalists where, you know, some of the right wing will all like him for, you know, all this bullshit like uh, free speech or like, you know, censorship, the liberal media being like terrible. They'll eat that shit up. And he does talk about that a lot. So but then um, they actually won't like dig into like what his beliefs are. (laughs) They'll just be like, yeah, fuck yeah. He's saying this thing that I like. Yeah. yeah, it's just really weird because, you know, like when all of this was coming out, I was watching uh, him interview Evo Morales yeah. about the coup and everything. And so, like, I don't know. It's weird because, like, Glenn Greenwald, like, as far as, like, when it comes to, you know, like Latin American, you know, like South American, like politics, news, stuff like that. Like, he's really good, like really good source for some of that right. stuff. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And you said, like, Skayhill's been, like, less involved with The Intercept, right? It's now, like, working on some, like, ridiculous, like, 20-part podcast about Trump. (laughs) Yeah, he was doing, like, a weird, like, nine-part series about Trump's America, essentially. And I'm sure it's good and interesting, but it's, like, basically, he's just, like, recap. He's, like, recapping the last four years. And, you know, part of me feels like Skayhill would have done that regardless of who it is. Like, that's just, like, his style of, you know, I don't know, journalism or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking of Eva Morales, uh, Aldo, you want to talk about Brazil? Or not Brazil. Uh, oh, uh, Bolivia? Um. So, yeah, so, like, we'll be doing, like, a... A full episode on Monday should come out. Yeah, but I mean, there's been like just like news on in Latin America that's very interesting, like for past two weeks. Uh, But uh, Chile fucking voted to fix their constitution, which is like Pinochet era, like shit. Um, So that's good. Well, we still have to have a vote on it, though, right? Or did the vote happen? They already voted on it, and it was like over. It was like over seventy percent agreed <laughs> to change the the fucking hey, like, bashy constitution. Uh, should we keep the constitution of the guy who rounded us up in the sports arena murdered <laughs> us, or no? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's an easy vote. thirty percent was like, I, I don't know. We kind of like we're white passing, so we might have to like. Oh, no, that's absolutely what it is, though. Like, the thing is, is like what's crazy about like, you know, Latin America is that like people don't realize like yeah, there's white people there, too. And they rule like they not rule like they're cool. Rule as in they have all the fucking money. Like, they have all the Well, what's like the weird thing in uh, Bolivia where where's like a lot of like term and everything i've read and listened they describe like the white bolivians as like 
Norwegian <laughs> Bolivians or some weird like yeah I mean like I don't know some of it some of them are like you know like Spanish people because there's like a, a really prominent figure his name is Fernando Camacho yeah I mean that's a pretty Spanish last name but like uh yeah I mean there he's like you know or like, like there's more, a shitload like, of people whose like families like fled to Bolivia and all sorts of Latin American countries after the Nazis got beat. Yeah. Which is cool that there's, I have like a bunch of books about that. The weird secret, uh, South American, like Nazi brigades that just like Rome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's super scary and cool that descendants of fascists <laughs> are still around and in Latin America. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Have crazy. You guys seen, seen the pictures of the uh, different Venezuela cabinets between Maduro and uh, Juan Guaido? No. And their two parties. Uh, Greg Palace, who does like in a, uh, a lot of like coverage about election interference and stuff, but he was he did a piece on uh, Venezuela, and there's a picture of uh, Maduro's party and <laughs> Guaido's party. And it is like the most stark contrast. Uh, Maduro's obviously uh, everyone in his uh, party was Dead significantly darker skin, and Juan Guaido's party just looked like a bunch of weird, like young Republicans hanging out in, in South America. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's like in Bolivia right now, fucking... a bunch of like the fascists are literally going on a hunger strike in the streets right now. Because they want they want their election to be invalidated, like they literally want the election to not count, and they and get to have another do over or some shit. The their babies. That's, that's in Bolivia, right? Yeah. And the so fucking wasn't that the interim president that fucking lady with the giant Bible who was like, I'm gonna kill <laughs> all these indigenous people. Yeah, let's not get yeah. into she that. Did. Too deep because I'm sure Amador's going to cover that on our main episode. Okay, sorry. Because that lady's a big part of it, and that lady fucking rules. I like that lady a lot. That lady's insane. She, like, walked in, like, with a big-ass fucking Bible. The biggest Bible I've ever fucking seen. What if it was just that blank book that, like, Trump showed that reporter? (laughs) (laughs) No, one thing holding Trump's healthcare plan? Yeah. One thing I have been like reading about like the Bolivia the elections is that like a lot of people were like doing what they think is going to happen with our election where they're like saying like the results are changing that must mean they're fixing the election when it was just like votes coming in cuz Bolivia has like mountains and fucking indigenous like farmlands yeah. and shit so it takes you know, I mean, it takes a while to get all the votes like there and counted, and so the same thing oh. that they think is going to happen with our election happened there. Um, yeah. But yeah, speaking of vote, I voted this week. Hell yeah! yeah. I ended up I voting for Biden, but just like I didn't think I was. I just like saw his name next to Trump's, and I was just kind of like, I just got like terrified a little bit. Like all the weird propaganda worked on me, and I was like. Fuck, dude, if Trump gets a second term, it's going to be so much worse. And then I thought about Prop 22, which I'll cover in a little bit. And it's like, dude, we're facing like a thing where it's, it's literally like a dystopian society and not one of these like fucking Galaxy Bray and Joe Rogan 
It's Orwellian, man. I can't say faggot on Facebook. Whoa! <laughs> like the like dystopia futures that they think is... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's gonna, like, if Trump wins and then Prop 22 passes, we're gonna live in places we're getting paid, like, 50 cents an hour to fucking do work. Yeah. I... I... Yeah, I voted Biden. Like I bought it a propaganda. Like I absolutely think Trump's an existential crisis. So like for real though, and like okay, if yeah. I do it, uh, damage mitigation or whatever, there's no realistic path for a third party candidate or anyone else to take it. So Biden has to win. I just wish that that was like the actual conversation we could have, and not like Biden's gonna be the the best. Like because he's not. He's gonna be fucking awful. And but Trump will like literally drive the entire country into the sea. Yeah, while no one's getting paid to work, and the yeah. plague keeps fucking raging on. Uh, yeah, but that's but that was kind of my main thought going in because I've been reading a lot about uh, Prop Twenty Two in California, which you know we technically don't have any, you know doesn't have any stake in our lives because we don't live in California, but it absolutely does. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Prop 22, but it's, you know, to give uh, gig economy drivers, like, fucking basic, you know, rights. And uh, Prop 22 would make it so they don't have to get paid a minimum wage. They weren't. They won't be allowed to be unionized. They don't have to have health insurance. And Uber's thing is like, well, you still get to be flexible and be your own boss. Isn't that cool to have to work when you want and for how long you want? And also, like, you know, you're the CEO of your company. And it's like... And you get to do it from your own car. Isn't that cool? You get to drive your own car? <laughs> yeah, you get to put all this mileage and wear and tear on your car. And also, we're paying you 50 cents to drive three hours to give someone a hamburger. Enjoy. Like that's Ooh, what they want so to do. It's so cool to have yeah. the freedom of working from your car. Well, yeah, I spend a lot of time because I do that as like a side job because I work in a, as I said, in a school. I don't get paid enough, uh, and I do reading groups with the kids I coach. Uh, so I buy them like the books. So I do Uber to make some extra money, and I don't pick up any order that's less than ten dollars, because. In the order, they say, like, you $11, and in the bottom, in small print, it says, uh, plus expected tip. And then there's some, you know, orders that are like, go pick up this fucking food from Chick-fil-A. Also, we're paying you $2.10 to do this. And it's kind of Fuck like, that. you're already, like, fucking people over. Like, Prop 22 would make it, like, way easier for you to do that. So I get on, like, the Uber, like, the subreddits for Uber. And I just post, like, links to things about unionization and, like, articles about, like, you know, Prop 22 and just asking, like, hey, anyone in this state, like, ever think of unionizing? And then you get bots being like, wait, what you want to do that? Unions are yucky and Prop 22 is cool. You can, won't have to wear a uniform if you vote for it. And people are like, to be fair, people are like, this is a bot. Get out of here. Oh, jeez, dude. But like, oh, that's an interesting angle. Like, though, like that's a good angle. Like, ah, oh, you get to, you have to wear uniforms. That's gross. Like, no one likes wearing uniforms. But then it's also like, like, yeah, but you'll get paid no money. The new uniform, though. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't mention that part, but they like make it seem like they're. I mean, like uniform uniformity is like, 
you know, like it's order established. Yeah, we're like, a cool tech company. You can drive your yeah. own car, listen to your NPR podcast while you earn <laughs> money, and it's just like. Yeah. Well, also, what constitutes the difference? Like, this would be the thing that I would keep my eye on with a lot of this, uh, especially during the pandemic. Amazon and a lot of these tech companies are looking for to make people. Uh, they're realizing they don't need all that office space, so they're like, "Oh, we're just going to have everybody work from home." And then, like, what's this? Say, uh, Amazon at some point just like, "Oh, well, you don't come into an office. You're more like an independent." contractor that's the goal for you're, all the shit that's what prop 22 yeah, amazon already yeah. does that with some of their like delivery people yeah like, they have like you can be like an uber eats driver yeah for, yeah there's this there's this russian guy that stops by my work like every day he has alopecia and he's like in an unmarked van and he has no hair on his body and he scares me but i know he's <laughs> i know he's out there what is this what are you doing are you pitching what is that story yeah <laughs> Are you Philip Roth now, or are you just, like, bitching us yours? What's happening? What does that have to do with anything? What are you talking about? There's this Russian guy with alopecia that makes me talk to him every day. I don't like him. Does he work for Amazon? Work for Why are Amazon? you telling us this? I think he works for Amazon, yeah. He drives around in an unmarked van, but he doesn't wear a uniform, and he just hands out Amazon packages, and he's like, open the door and stand next to my face. I don't... <laughs> oh, he's Santa Claus. That's Santa Claus. Oh. <laughs> no, but that's kind of the goal. With like, so if Prop Twenty Two passes, uh, then they're just going to use this as like a precedent to like fuck over any kind of like labor organizing or you know, yeah, rights obviously, for these workers. Obviously, if we want you know a Bolivian style fucking socialist fucking country, we have to kill the CEO of to... Uber. We have to kill him. <laughs> I was gonna say we need we need to be able to organize our workplaces, but yeah, I've been sure. It starts with killing the cut off the head, and then the rest will die. No, but it's weird because I was reading about Uber, and Uber's outspending the uh, non-Prop 22 uh, activists and people, like, nine to one. They're spending, like, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars to pass this thing. But at the same time, they're being like, oh, dude, if we set, like, a minimum wage, then we're not going to have money to pay all of our drivers, and we're going to have to lay people off. And it's like, that sounds like a you problem, dude. Take that $200 million and give it to your workers instead of, like, actively trying to fuck them over. Yeah. And then if you actually look at like Uber, Lyft, Grubhub, all these like rideshare companies, they never make any money. Like they're always in the red. They're always fucking they never they make get, a profit. Like, weird like influxes of money from investors and shit. Like they but yeah, they they're not profitable. Well, and these investors like want their they're like promise their money back like tenfold. So they're getting their money from their stocks. But, like, the company makes no fucking money. The drivers get fucked. And well, the move is – so I, I, I guess the logic in my head that from the company standpoint is that, you know, they're running a, a company of, like, ultimate, like, scabbery, right? Like, mm -hmm. these are all – like, they everyone they hire is, like, contract contracted out. Like, they're not real employees, you know? Sure. Um but you know what was the what was like what were the companies that existed before like an Uber or a Lyft? It was like uh, you taxis. know taxi 
drivers and yeah. taxi drivers are unionized. So this is like all just a, to me, like what it looks like is like, you know, in the future, it's like they replace, you know, like unionized labor enough to where it's like they are the like built in like transportation infrastructure, well, right? Like, and here's my thing I know from doing Uber Eats. There's so many times where I'll drop off someone's food. Like, I'll fucking physically hand it to them. And then I'll be, like, driving. I'll get a call from Uber and it's be like, hey, this person's they didn't get their food. And I'll be like, I handed it to them. And that's what a lot of people do. Where they, like, get their food and they tell Uber, like, it never got there. Or with, like, actual Uber rides, people will, like, send messages and be like, I think my driver was drunk. And then Uber will, like, deactivate their account and refund the passenger and these people just want free rides and uber doesn't like if you're trying to call an uber helpline it's so many steps to get in like you can't just like talk to a person you know what i mean and so they're like firing people because of these people scamming their system and it's like yeah no with like a taxi company like if they're like i'm not paying for this ride because my driver was drunk then they look into it and be like well fuck you he wasn't But with Uber, and, they like deactivate your account, and then you call and complain. They'll be like, "Okay, well, we'll look into it." And if that's like your main source of income, then you're just like fucked for five days. Which is yeah. someone living just you know, quote unquote, paycheck to paycheck. Five days is gonna like fuck you up, and could you know determine if you could pay your rent or. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the gig economy is uh, terrible. I, I just don't get like what Uber's doing that makes them worth putting this much effort into, even if since they don't make any money. But it's like a it's a weird like neoliberal like wet dream, right? Like sure. there's no overhead to having that company. You develop the app and then like, you know, then people have to drive. Like you don't have to you know, there's like no overhead for that sort of business. So it's just like all the wear and tear, all the risk, all the like investment that you have to make, like you don't have to do any of that shit because like, I know that like when I was thinking of like being an Uber driver, they even have like, Hey, like if you lease out like a vehicle through us, like, so like the whole thing is like, not like always just money making. It's never like an actual investment in like your employee because you don't have any employees. You don't have sure. to do any of that shit. It's a perfect system. Like for a profit. Fascist. Not not yeah. for people, obviously. It's a perfect perfect profit to like the villain in like a Paul Verhoeven movie that's like the people are your slaves, see? But you're saying that uh Uber's always in the red, right? So they're not making They're not money. making money. Yeah, they never make money. Then what it is yeah. is uh it's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> like not to be like a that's what it is. It's the it's how it's it's worth as much as the investors are saying that it's worth. And it's like a weird thing where you're just getting people you know, like everybody's using this fucking app, but you're not making money and it looks like it's successful. So people are like dumb as shit and go on on like r slash fucking Wall Street <laughs> on Reddit and investing on not them. But like, you know what I mean? Like they're just saying it's worth money that it's not worth it's it's like that movie what's that company remember uh movie pass or whatever 
where it was like you pay this and then yeah. you can see as many movies as long as you want and then people were like this is gonna fuck you but all right and we all did it for like three months <laughs> and then everyone just saw every movie for like three months and then they were like we're out of money we can't have it we can't have you do this anymore and it was like Uber so, should be that, where it's like, so you don't have any money, but they just keep getting funded. They keep getting so funded. So in, in 2019, they posted $14.15 billion in revenue. Um, I don't know, you know, what that means. I, I mean, it means that they made, you know, they made that much money. But also what's your operating uh, cost? And, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I don't know. So... So it says that their operating income is. I mean, they've got to have really like eight low point, operating. Eight point six billion. That's their operating cost. That's what they yeah in twenty nineteen that's what was posted eight point six billion, and they had fourteen point fifteen uh, in. Revit and revenue. So, all right. So they're making. They are making. It's not. You know. They're making um, Bezos. Bezos bucks. Nah, Bezos makes more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he made eighty million. Dude, 80 that's what's gonna happen. Watch, fucking dumbass Bezos is gonna buy fucking one of these. He's gonna buy like all, like Uber or something. Watch. Watch Bezos just fucking fold that into his. And oh, just that's have, exactly like, what'll need to happen to this type of like and then he'll just business have, anyway. And then he'll just fire all the drivers and have drones steal their car and deliver packages. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for uh, drone delivery futures like for like pizza and shit. It's gonna be cool. Can you do that already? Can you? Maybe. You can I think you can drone deliver a pizza from Amazon. I, I saw somebody Somebody uh, like posted a YouTube video. They ordered a pizza through a drone, and it dropped it from like eighty feet up, and it just smashed into the fucking ground. That'd be cool. I want that to happen to all my food. Just drop like cans of soup on my house. <laughs> just like in a pool, like waiting for your soup to land. <laughs> Wait, that just scared what? me like enough. Just open soup. <laughs> I don't know, but those two thoughts scare me enough to vote for Biden. It's like, fucking Trump's going to do so much shit. Like, I thought about the thing you sent me, Amor, the tweet you sent me about Trump uh, cracking down on universities that, like, to left or something. What was it? That he wanted to, like, take funding away from schools that were... They talk about like cultural Marxism or some yeah, shit. Yeah, then then you then you didn't the article say that his like he was modeling after like Pinochet. Yeah, that Pinochet like implemented something like that. That that's uh, that's that's what's like sucks about having like just a bunch of like conservatives and then libs. In office yeah. because like that should be like a red flag to anyone. Oh shit! Can you hear me? Yeah. That should be like a red that? flag. That should be like a red flag to anyone. Is if the president like I want to do anything that's like this dictatorship in Chile. But like all the Republicans are like, yeah, dude, that's fucking tight. We think Pinochet's cool <laughs> and did nothing wrong, and then 
all the dims are like the same or just like I don't care that that happened. So it's not like a, it should be a massive red flag. So I thought about that. And then I thought about like, you know, Dude, it's going to be impossible to live here if Trump wins and then this Prop 22 does pass. America's going to die quicker than the UK, which we're like, we're both like that weird Spurs game thing on the Jumbotron where the balls race. <laughs> and we're just trying to see which like civilization falls apart first. Yeah, I think um, I kind of thought like they, uh, he let like 230,000, like definitely possibly 300,000 by the end of the year people die. And this was his re-election year. Like, <laughs> this is this is not only, like, first term. I've got to, like, you know, toe the party line so I can, like, and, and keep people happy so I can have a chance at re-election. Then I get my real agenda passed. He was like, no, this is my last year of my first term. 300,000 dead Americans, go. So, like, if he wins... He's going to be, like, the most uninhibited, like, free spirit, well, fucking won, he, death to all Americans. What's hilarious is that, like, the White House released, like, a statement. Someone in the White House released a statement that was like, okay, yeah, so we just want to make a formal announcement that the president wants to do herd immunity. And we're like, we've known that since fucking, like, March. We've known that he wants to do that since March. He's going to kill, like, he's, another thousand people the, with his... The, like... I don't mean to interrupt. I would like to say um, the one argument that people are not pointing out with the herd immunity plan for the novel coronavirus is that people's immunity doesn't last forever and that they have evidence of people getting it several times, including Bolsonaro, who gets it on the regular. Like, yeah, he's Mr. Bean. He just keeps fucking COVID. Over. <laughs> with a novel virus that changes all the fucking out of vaccine. So, Plus, not enough people want to hang out with Jair Bolsonaro. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think in his head, though, he thinks everybody's going to get it once. 10% of the country's going to die, but then we're all okay. So, like, That's still a massive amount of the country. Yeah, it's so funny people. that these people are like, yeah, but only 10% are going to die. Rand Paul wants... Did you hear Rand Paul's plan? <laughs> Rand, Paul, Rand Paul wants... Uh, he said, you know what you should do? People who survived COVID, they should work in restaurants and serve old people food. Yeah, he said that if he had a restaurant, all of his servers would have had COVID at some point. Yeah, and he's like, they should serve old people all these COVID survivors or just serve the elderly. It's like, you're going to kill all the groups of people, Randall. But herd immunity and yeehaw libertarianism. So I don't know if you've heard too, the Trump, you didn't uh, consider that. Well, I don't think you consider this buddy boy. (laughs) Um, Trump declared that his biggest accomplishment of, um, of his four years is that he ended the, uh, pandemic. It's done. It's over. It doesn't exist yep. anymore. We did it. And then they asked his uh his weird minion, what's his name? Hugly Diddler? What's that guy's name? <laughs> the White House guy. 
No, you got it. Toby Diddler, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like co- co- corn dog dick dig dog or something like that (laughs) corn dog dog dig dog or whatever his name is it was like i'm some msnbc show and they were like yeah so we're like the highest they get the peak of like people getting infected and he's like yeah but the deaths are down you're being semantic the pet the plague's over (laughs) they're just like yeah all right man whatever dude (laughs) like these people are insane yeah all i know is that winter is coming and i'm hardly gonna go out because um yeah, yeah i'm gonna just do drugs all winter it's gonna be tight people are wilding out man i see a lot of people with no mask and shit just comedy clubs spitting are, at each other. comedy clubs are opening again yeah people are getting it in before the winter comes and wipes them out yeah, Dude, uh, I don't know. I tried Supposedly. to meet with some friends, like um, like a few Fridays ago, just at like some outdoor brewery. Just like let's grab a beer and just like fucking hang out at a bench or whatever. And when we got there, the place was just like fucking packed with people. There were people out like working on their laptops, just people hanging out. But it was like two hundred people at this brewery, and I just went like, "Fuck this, dude. Let's leave." Yeah. That and it's just like people safe. are just all like out now, and it's just it's good. It's gonna get worse, and uh, we're all gonna die unless you stay inside and do acid all winter. Watch. Yeah, I yeah. Without an actual, without an actual like plan to you know keep people whole and supplement their incomes, they're we're fucked because it's either. Go out and die of COVID, or like uh, lose all your income, go homeless, then die of COVID. <laughs> so your options are pretty limited. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And if dude, if Trump wins again, this is going to be actually Trump. Please win, and Prop Twenty Two, please pass. <laughs> I want to live in fucking road warrior land. But yeah, hope- if that's if if that if that's the case, I am gonna go help. The coca littles make uh, grow coca in fucking Bolivia. Fuck this shit. My uh, my my only request for the apocalypse is make it like one of those like endless winter snowpiercer apocalypses, and not one of those like barren wasteland desert apocalypse. I want it to be cold. At least give me like cold weather so I can pretend it's Christmas when we're getting <laughs> ravaged by alt right warlords. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is probably like our last episode like this until the election. So do you have any predictions about what's going to happen next week? Do you uh, think... I think Trump's going to win by a thousand percent. I think he's going to get... Because I committing voter fraud for him 56 oh, million nice. times. Yeah. <sighs> I think it is going to be a fucking mess. I think that uh, it's going to look like Biden, uh, it's going to look like Trump's winning and everyone in his cabinet and circle is going to try and get them to declare him the winner and get Biden to concede. I don't think Biden will concede immediately. And I think as the votes come in, it'll look like Biden is more likely the winner. But then I think, these fucking maggot chuds who've been locked in isolation 
for 10 fucking months are gonna get are gonna lose their fucking shit. I think shit's gonna get violent. And maybe I'm being like hyperbolic, but like do you like either way the election wins, whether it's Trump or Biden, like nobody's gonna trust <laughs> the election results. No, there's no faith in it. Like the institution's fucking scrapped. Like as little faith as you should have in it if you were like informed about things like even that's gone. Like there's absolutely no way anybody's gonna believe the election results. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna do yeah. a bunch of acid and just hang out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna like I don't know. Eat eat weed and <laughs> <laughs> just uh you know just kind of sit around and like not go outside because I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking weird. I'm gonna have to learn to farm. This, I don't want. I don't want to do this. This is the Dude, beginning of a growing crops is cool, man. It's fun. It's gardening. Gardening's cool. Dude, I want to move out of the city. Like I've decided after my lease is up here, I want to move to like some fucking like a tiny little fucking cabin and like a field somewhere and just like live i'm gonna get ready because the world's gonna end soon i have no faith yeah. that this is gonna keep going it's gonna, gonna try it. fucking get like a house on like the hood canal in the middle of fucking nowhere oh, way up north just grow a beard just grow a beard and hang with my son topo chico and we'll hunt bears <laughs> that will be our life Nah, dude. I'm I'm still on my. I'm gonna grow coca leaves in fucking Bolivia. Bolivia like, won't exist just... anymore. Bolivia is gonna be turned into an In and Out Burger. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump's first plan is real dictator. It's to turn every Latin American country into a burger chain that he likes. I I have plans of like running away to the forests, but like realistically. I'm worried that I'm, I'm probably just going to end up as like one of Baron Trump's concubines, which is not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to fuck that. I don't know that. about you guys, but I might get some influence. <laughs> nah, do you know, I'm just, I'm just do you know who my master is? It's Baron Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'm just going to live in the woods with COVID, my, dude. I'm just going to live in the woods and shoot bears and submachine guns. Yeah. And Amador is going to be in Bolivia. That's the end of the pod. That's going to be the end of the pod. It's just Kenny being a sex slave to a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Me shooting bears. I'm going to make all bears extinct in the apocalypse. I'm just going to like run around America and shoot bears. Dude, okay. Like, I'm telling y'all, like, I watched a video of like Bolivia and one of their towns, like their public transport is literally like ski lifts. Oh, like shit. I want to go live in fucking Bolivia because it's fucking tight. Like, Does it snow there? Does it get cold there? I don't want to live in a hot place ever again in my life. Uh, um, I don't, they have mountains, but I don't think it ever snows. Pass. Yeah. I'm going to move to fucking endless winter town. Antarctica. Hillary, Hillary has Chilean citizenship. So I might just go, Chile, Ooh. and yeah, you y'all can fight for the end of like Pinochet bullshit. Yeah, it snows there, but it, it snows in the summer because it's south of the equator. I don't like that. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna fly <laughs> I'm gonna fly down to Seattle, hang out with you guys for like two days, then put myself in a box and ship myself to Vancouver. I'm just gonna get on a ferry, ship myself to Vancouver. I'm gonna hang out with that Maddie Matheson guy, that other fucking Action Bronson food guy on Vice. He's Canadian, right? He's gonna hang out in Canada. I'm gonna become a political activist, but only to get the Vancouver Grizzlies back. That's my political <laughs> activism. I'm gonna bring back the Vancouver Grizzlies. Their jerseys were cool. I swear, if if you end up organizing that shit, like, that'd be so funny. 